that last mile is super important. And I know for facility management companies, for us, we focus a lot on it too. From beginning to end, if we can't deliver all the way to the end to make it great, sometimes it just doesn't matter. That last mile, that last portion is what they remember. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to our show. Man, we had a great episode last week with Leo Rota uh, from Turbo Systems and because there was just so much that we needed to cover, we really ran into a whole nother, a whole nother episode. So today we're going through it, part two of Turbo Systems, uh, and I can't wait to share more about these guys. What an amazing system, so much flexibility, and so many possibilities. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. But before that, here's a word from our sponsors. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready and Because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. All right, Leo. Welcome back to the show, man. I am your host, Sean Black with FM Evolution. Leo uh, from Turbo Systems is back with us. Thank you so much for joining me again. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. <laughs> Fun topic. Yes, sir. We, uh, I think we covered so much in the first uh, show, but I know there's more to go. Yes. And uh, so I really wanted to see if, you know, one of the things I want to ask you is if you have a, a favorite quote, if you have one. Oh, is uh, a way of opening. I think, I, I think I think it's Wayne Gretzky, right? Okay, I'm, all I'm right. In a blog where, hey, I, I'm going to paraphrase, and I, I, I'm horrible with quotes, but go for it. It's something along the lines of, hey, you got to take many shots, right, in order to, in order to, um, you know. All right, we may need to start this one over. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, those who take the most shots win. That's what it comes down to. See, no, I love that. That is a great quote. Because yeah. you're, if you're afraid to try, you're never going to get anywhere. You have to, exactly. yeah, you have to put yourself out there. You have to try, and, and you have to fail. Yeah, and and I do that a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay. There's a lot of people who are worried about failing. For me, I just look at it and go, "Hey, I'm just doing right now." That's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take, take your shot. Take all the shots, man. You can't. You can't hold back. And um, you know what? And that should be. I think it happens in the business world a lot. But yep. 
when when you sit in, in you know coming back to the software world, I think you need to have that opportunity with your software. This whole you can't just take one shot and say, "Hey, hey well, that was good, done, yep, good to go." That was good. Many shots. That's enough. We give up now. <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones I like is um, if you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. That's Benjamin Franklin, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I I love that one only because being super organized and be detail oriented is not my strength. I'm not going to tell you right now. But, so I had to like really work on that. So that's my favorite one. I kind of gotcha. have to drill into that. So being prepared. That's nice. Um, I, I like that one. And then uh, I don't know if it's a quote, but uh, one of the things that uh, Barack Obama used to say is he used to be, he would, instead of one on one, he'd be like one on zero. So yeah. you, you'd be there before anyone else right, right. even shows up. And then you, and you're going to automatically win. Gotcha. He said that was that's how he made his whole career is one to zero. Gotcha. So I love that one too. That's cool. So man, in our last episode, we uh, we left off. We're talking about uh, you know Turbo and how it's so flexible and meaningful apps and uh, something I heard when we were talking uh, about the meaningful apps is that last mile experience. Yeah. So I wanted to see if you could, if we could pick up on that. Yeah. So um, I think. We're, we're very much today in tune with this whole idea, right? You go to the airport, you call a Lyft driver, Uber driver, your pizza coming to your house. In the consumer world, I think it, it's sort of second nature. We just sort of rely on the fact that I have all these things that make my life better, but um, it sort of closes the gap, right, of um, getting that um, sort of sort of custom experience where right. I know the car is coming to me. I know the pizza is coming to me, right? And um, you kind of take it for granted almost because those things are, you know, 10 bucks, 30 bucks items yeah. and you do it all day in, day out. But when you start thinking about the B2B world, business to business world, and you're like, does that really, is that really out there, right? And yep. it's, in, it's spotty, but it's a, it's a costly ambition to try and get those things. Um, and why is that? Is it because it's a technology problem? Not really. Um, it's just... No, because your freaking pizza's getting there. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, Domino's solved they're, it, right? They they're, figured it out. They figured it out, right? And the consumer world eats it up. So we want it to be that viral for businesses. And so I think um, technology like ours is the technology that will make that happen very easily for businesses um, without having to say, yeah, it's going to cost you a quarter million just to get that. You know, and if you ever want to change it, right? Much, right? Um, uh, or there's just a lot of effort to make those things happen. So, so, um, but at the end of the day, the experience your customer gets from that is the ultimate thing you're trying to achieve, right? How your customers view you and how they engage with you um, is really what it's about these days, right? Um, so, imagine being able to to see, hey, you know what, my restaurant or my, you know, the, 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 the grocery store, a bank of freezers are down. Yeah. Yep. Think about the money lost, right? Huge amounts of money. Huge. And the fact that now I can see the engineer or the tech coming along the way just gives a certain amount of, of comfort. Imagine being able to have your company's logo on that app. So Heck you know, yeah. like, hey, that company has got my back. They're on the way. I know it. 
Um, and I can even communicate with them to say, hey, meet me on the back dock with all your equipment. You know, that's the kind of experience um, I think customers are expecting. And I think companies want to offer it. It's just We do. We do want to offer it. And they are wanting that experience. Like you said, they are right. getting their pizzas. They are getting their Uber. And they know exactly where the car is. They're wanting that experience when it comes to their service technician arriving at their place of business. Right. They want to know that you're on the way. Right. They don't want to have to call you and, and figure, hey, are, did you guys leave already? Uh, exactly. Like 20 minutes? Are you, are you coming? Oh, yeah, we're coming. We're on our way. But they don't want to make that call right. because they're, they're really getting used to this idea of having the flexibility that you guys are talking about and getting the technology at, their, at the tips of their fingers and really going, oh, I can do it with my pizza. Why can't I do it with my pizza? Exactly. Especially so, with the kind of money you spend. On that last mile is, is, I think, is super important. And I know for facility management companies, for us, we focus a lot on it too. Hmm. Because it, it is, from beginning to end, if we can't deliver all the way to the end to make it great, it doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't matter. You know, that, yeah. they, that last mile, that last portion is what they remember. Exactly. That, that's exactly it. And so, yeah, right. You can be like, "Hey, we're really great. Here's your billing. Here's your information," and then you mess up and you don't give them the update, the last bit of it, yes. and it's yeah, you guys are horrible. <laughs> you know, and even to close the loop on that. Yes. So it's yeah. One thing, it's one thing to arrive and be aware of that, right? You know, but once you fix the problem and you're done, you want feedback. You want feedback, right? immediate feedback. So imagine being able to give a survey right away. As, as your engineer is leaving, that's when it's in your mind the most. You know, that feedback mechanism is so important, right? So um, give that survey to the customer immediately so they can respond and say, hey, this is the experience that I had. This is what great. you like. What, how was it? Yeah, get your input right now. And then that, that can go straight back to the, the, you know, the FM who's managing that store. Exactly. Exactly. So it's very, very important to kind of close the loop on all that um, as well. So that's what I was talking about, these customer-facing apps. Uh, these are examples of tracking your tech. We call that on, on my way, uh, surveys, and then also the ability for your customer to be able to raise requests. So um, go into a system and be able to say, hey, my, I need support. I need something. Or be able to look at all the assets and when were they maintained and all those sorts of things, right? Um, having that kind of visibility and interaction with either a manufacturer or the service provider um, yep. is a really important connection to have. You know, I think it's interesting right now and everyone's always giving millennials a hard time because they are on their phones and whatnot. And those millennials are now in their thirties and you know, they're working, they're in our, in yeah. our, they're in the industry. And now we have gin, uh, gin Z's coming up and, they don't even want to talk to people at all. <laughs> like, uh, all. So this is kind of important, you know, just to be able to, I want you to hop on my phone or whatever device you're using right? and then request the work and fill it out and send it away. Yeah, it's funny you talk about workforce changes. So that's something that field service is feeling a lot of pressure yes, on, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, people are retiring. There's a new workforce coming in. I think the workforce, um, the younger workforce um, is, is I think are focused on college and that's a great thing. Um, but you know, the field service industry and the technical 
capabilities that's needed today um, is a big deal. It's not just turning wrenches anymore. No. There's a lot of complexity in these equipment. Yep. So they're good paying jobs. Um, this is something that Roger talks about a lot at UST. Um, so it's a great conversation. But at the end of the day, I think that's the other angle for technology. Um, it needs to cater to the new workforce coming in. They, you know, I look at my kids, right? They, they, their starting point is an iPad. Absolutely. That's their starting point. There, we have a workforce generation right now that has never been without a cell phone. Right. Uh, they've never been without a mobile device. They don't know what it's like to go to a pay phone. Yeah. You know, they don't have any idea what it's like to not have some kind of interface to get information from instantly. And it's not a wrong or right thing. It's no, just it's just how, a change. It's just how it's changed, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that just, again, speaks to flexibility. My technology needs to be able to now adapt to the new workforce coming in, deal with the workforce I have now. And then as that shift happens, you know, I, I think it's an enabler for companies like yours where you can say, you know what? I have the latest and greatest technology. Yep. And I can, I can and it will continue. Yeah. yeah, and I, I can get a new workforce in because I you are actually investing. Because the last thing new workforce wants to hear is, well, yeah, we still work on some old system and paper. Uh, boring. Yeah. <laughs> paper flip phone, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, that's not what they want to hear. They no. want their hands on the new cool stuff. And yeah, exactly. You need tech to work with. That's actually a great segue into the next question I was going to ask you, which is, where do you see software evolving to in the next 10 years? Hmm. I mean, it changes so fast, but... Uh, if you could only have a crystal ball. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's, there, are, there are so much stuff out there that's exciting. You hear all these angles. Um, Everyone's talking about AI right now. AI is a big one. Yeah. I, have, I have my own opinions about what that really means, but we won't... We won't we'll go like, there to hold up a show. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, um, it's going to be evolving so much that to kind of pinpoint it to one thing, at least, yep. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a question better for our, our Hari, our founder, because he's the technologist. Yeah. He might have an opinion. But I, I mean, from my standpoint, it's, it's this ever going ball. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to jump into turbo was because that part of the vision is to keep that, keep going with that, not yep. to say we solve the problem for now and that's where we're going to stay. Exactly. Uh, that, that's the kind of thing that I think is worked 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Not now, but today yeah. forward thinking is man, my system needs to work with everything and we got to figure out what it is. And of course you got to prioritize and there's engineering things that need to work with all that, but you cannot look at that as a, uh, Hey, one and done. We're the next thing. Don't think about anything else. Well, one of the things that we talked about in the last episode is how flexible and integratable the turbo is. And, you know, as I'm looking at the next 10 years, I'm, I'm thinking just from a user experience, how technology is going to be so integrated. Yeah. I mean, I have just in the last couple of years, I have Alexa uh, and she's always listening to me no matter where I am. Cause I have one here in the office. I have one at yeah. home. I have one in the car. I have, you know, she's on my damn phone. She's every, she, like everywhere. Right. And so I, as I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, it's just going to continue to integrate so much into our lives. 
and being flexible and being able to integrate with all these different platforms, I think is huge. That's the thing. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Having that flexibility as the main theme um, and all the things that we plan to do on the roadmap and addressing uh, the bigger problems, especially for businesses, B2B um, is where, where it's at. That's, that's where yeah. our heart, we're passionate about it. When it comes to all this data management, um, what do you think is the most important thing for facility managers to be looking for or people uh, in facility management? Yeah. When you say from a data perspective or from a, yeah, from a data perspective or just in a general perspective, what do you think is the most important thing going forward for these guys? Yeah, so when I think for facility management, um, that's a good question. I think at the end of the day, um, that workforce um, is dynamic, right? And also right. you're working across multiple uh, worker types, right? Um, Very much so. Yeah. And you have third parties in there. You, you, right. You can't, you can't solve everything. You have the sprinkler system you got to deal with, which is complex in itself. And then you have the, the simpler things, right? Um, and so again, it's, it's looking at what are my key pain points as, as in that industry and solving them, solving the bigger ones first. Mm. Right. And then sort of evolving from there, right. Taking, so it's, it's kind of bite what you can chew first. Yes. <laughs> having a solution that can allow you to do that um, in, in, in concert with everything else you have going on. Right. So I think they need to be sort of thinking about, uh, again, it comes down to flexibility, thinking about um, how, how do I get a solution that allows me to, kind of solve these multiple points um, uh, at different stages when they occur within, you know, yep. you can't predict when things are going to happen in that facility world. Even you really can't, man. I mean, from uh, one day to another, you have a car crashing and a fire in another place. Exactly. You can't, there's no way. You can't predict everything there. No. So you need some of that flexibility to come into play. Right? So I think, I think that's what they need to be. And, and I mean, that holds true for many industries. Yep. Uh, across the board, right? Yeah. Uh, especially in field service. I, I mean, I, facility management is interesting. When I first started working in this market, um, I'm not sure that people understand how demanding it really is on right. not just the companies that work in it, but also the facility managers and their teams because they're on 24-7, you know? Yes. And I think having, for me, I have a philosophy of like, finding the right people and, and having the right tools in the right direction. And I think, you know, when it comes to technology and integration, um, having the right tools is, is critical, right? Because if you, if you don't, if you're not able to have that flexibility, then everything just becomes so much more difficult right. and repetitive, 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 repetitive. So eliminating that, I think, going forward is going to be a big focus. Yeah, and it gives them a voice, right? Yeah. Um, when they feel like um, something's not working with my tool, what do you do? You say, I, I tell someone to go fix it. Right. Um, but oftentimes you don't get that opportunity when you're working with software tools. It's harder to do. So when you give a voice to the, the frontline workforce, the, the people who literally make the world run, um, and you give them a voice and say, hey, you can, you can adapt your tool 
um, to work the way you need it to. Um, and it's not a big project that takes eight months to see it. To me, that's, that's gold, man. That's like, that's a big big deal. So I got a couple more questions. I'm going to wrap up. Yeah. But one of the things I want to know is, and we haven't got a chance to talk about this either, but what's next for you guys? Like what's the next big thing? Boy, uh, I know you guys are growing. That's we're growing. The roadmap is big. I would say we're at a stage right now where the product is very stable and we're we're growing. Um, It's about getting all the use cases and continuous proof points. You know, yeah. Um, I I think customers need to come in um, looking at this and say, "Hey, um, this is the new way to work." I need to embrace embrace this because it's easy, it's effective, um, and we need to keep up with the demand that we're going to face when that sort of tipping point comes over to us, right? Um, it is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Technology-wise, platform, there's so much there. I think we're looking for the market to sort of guide us as well. Yeah. We, we could sit here and build all sorts of things we want. Um but at the end of the day, it has to be customer focused. And that's why uh, I enjoy my role so much is because I, I kind of get the intersection of two things. I hear the customer and I hear the technology and we got to make these two things work together, right? So we don't want to be blindly building things. Um, while that might be fun to do, if, if it doesn't meet your need, then uh, that's not the point, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot there. Uh, we could probably have a little episode <laughs> of what, 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 what's the next big thing for you. But there's right now, so many things. Getting the customers, getting all the customers in there. Well, you guys heard it right there from Leo Rota, the director of customer success at Turbo Systems. Yes. I'm excited. Man, it was great having you on. Uh, to wrap like, up, tell us like the best way to learn about Turbo and uh, how to get in touch with you guys. Yeah, reach out. Go to our website. Go to uh, turbosystems.com. Uh, there's phone numbers there. You get in touch with Anne and our sales team. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. We're all there. So you can always reach out to us as well. Yes. And, um, we'll give you a demo. We'll show you how everything works and make things happen. Awesome, man. Well, you guys have a great website. Everyone's there. You can see who's working for turbo. Yep. Uh, so I encourage everyone to go check it out. I'll put all your details in the show notes. Okay. So people can check it out. And, uh, you know, we'll have to check in with you later in 2020, have yes. you back on later in the year to see how things develop. Absolutely. And see if that, uh, see if that market starts changing for us. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Great. Leo, man, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Great. Great talk. 